This the remix. A rebel is someone who hustles, someone who does things different, who isn't afraid to change the game and never stops fighting. A rebel is me, is you, is us. Be a rebel. The Las Vegas Journal Review. You look great tonight, too. I don't know if you had a GQ photo shoot or something. You look awesome. Hair looks great, too. It's combed over. Started off with Tyler Bischoff from ESPN Radio. They eat, sleep, and breathe basketball, and diving for loose balls is, is really important to them. You just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. Shove it in. We are down at the Westgate, the NCAA tournament. The first round is about 15 minutes away. So get down here if you want to catch all the action. But Otzelberger has left UNLV. And, um, Ed, I've, I've got a stat for you. I think of, of all the stats that I've ever come up with, this is one, this is one of the best ones I've ever come up with. So you, are you prepared for this? Yeah, hold on. I'm checking my email. Go ahead. <laughs> he tried to mute himself, but he realized that, he's yeah. next By the to way, you. before you get into Bischoff's briefs, I'm not very happy with Angel today. Angel must know that I need a mute button so I can text people and read my email. I don't know what the heck Angel's doing, but uh, I need the mute button. But, no, I, I'm excited to hear the number. So here's, here's this stat for you. In the history of the Mountain West, seven coaches have left a Mountain West school to take a power conference job. Seven times it's happened. UNLV is the only one, is the only school in the Mountain West to lose a coach to a power conference job without that coach having taken them to the NCAA tournament. And they've done it twice now. Oh, Beard, no. Yeah, Beard and, uh, and Otzelberger. And, and Otzelberger. Okay. Every other time a Mountain West school has lost a coach to a power conference, that coach had taken them to the yeah. NCAA tournament. Okay. UNLV's now lost two coaches to a power conference school that did not take them to the NCAA tournament. And that they've is, both gone home. Yes, almost impossible to believe. Air Force lost the coach to Colorado way back in the early stages of the Mountain West, but then you had Lon Kruger leave UNLV for Oklahoma. Tim Miles left Colorado State Nebraska. for Nebraska. Steve Alford left New Mexico UCLA. for UCLA. And Eric Musselman left Nevada for Arkansas. It's, a, it's incredible to me that UNLV has lost not just one but now two coaches to a power conference school and did not get a single NCAA tournament appearance out of it. Well, it's like your tweet said the other, or the uh, the story you wrote. Uh, can we please stop, uh, in the, if you're going to be hiring people who like home? Like, because <laughs> they only lose, lose people. It's like, I'm going home. I'm going home. Nobody's allowed to have dreams. Find someone who this is the home. Yes. Like, you're already home. Nobody's allowed to have dreams no. anymore. No. But, okay, here's, here's the reality of – the reality of being a Mountain West program is you're probably going to lose your coach if you're successful. Even San, but that's good, I think. Right. Even yes. San Diego State right now, yeah, they might lose, lose Brian yes. Dutcher to Minnesota. Yeah. Like, San Diego State, and hell, you can probably argue San Diego State might be a better program than Minnesota yeah. right now, but they might lose him to Minnesota. That's just the reality of every school in the Mountain West. Normally, though... When you lose your coach, it's because you had some good seasons before then, right? Tim, take Tim Miles as an example. Yeah. I think they had won six or seven games his first season. They made the NCAA tournament in his final season. He's gone to Nebraska, right? Alford had New Mexico, what was it, four out of six seasons, I think, in the NCAA tournament. Eric Musselman made Nevada the powerhouse in this conference. They went to the Sweets. Nevada went to the Sweet 16 as a seven seed. That's the type of success you normally get when you lose your coach to a power conference. So normally it's a good thing. 
when your coach ditches you for Absolutely. a power conference. Normally it's like, okay, like, yeah, they're going to yeah. pay you more. But, but he made you. us better. Right. Thank you for the four years yeah. where we got a couple NCAA tournament appearances. Yeah. Oh, you took us to the Sweet 16 or we won a Mountain West championship or something. And somehow UNLV's lost Chris Beard and TJ Otzelberger, and they've got nothing to show for it. No progress to show for it because now, like, you know, Nevada hasn't made the NCAA tournament since Musselman left. But they were able to make a pretty big hire in Steve Alford because oh, yeah, Musselman absolutely. elevated yes, that program, and absolutely. they were like, "Well, we can keep this going. We yes. can hire. We don't have to go, you know, dumpster diving for a coach. We can hire somebody with some cachet." And that UNLV doesn't have that. UNLV has not had that success despite losing coaches to the Big Twelve. Yeah, it, you, it, since I've been here, the UNLV situation has been with coaches. Two things are happening. Five years, you're fired, or you're moving on to somewhere better, right? I mean, that, that's and that could be every any program, but it's really true at UNLV, and I'm thinking mostly football, and uh, no one's moved on to a better program since I've been here. But, no, yeah, that, that's usually what happens in most programs that are not Power Fives, because if you're the Power Five, you're probably not leaving unless, you know, it's a really big step up. But at the Mountain West level, you can get usually four or five years, and you're going to lose your job or you're going to move up. And, again, with UNLV, it's either be lose their job, get fired, or these last, these last ones with Beard, uh, you know, Menzies was in between, Beard and TJ now, leaving having done nothing. Yeah. And to go back to the conversation we were having at 7 o'clock about this, this is another reason why I don't think you should hire a coach that's coming in with a long-term building plan of, hey, let's get freshmen in, let's build for the future. I Because how, how many coaches are going to be there five years later? How many coaches are still going to be at that school? Because either – more than likely, you're going to be a bad coach and get fired or you're going to have success and move on. I mean, there's a chance you're somewhere in the middle and you kind of keep the guy around because he's had a little bit of success but not enough to get hired somewhere. But more than likely, whoever UNLV hires in this coaching search is not going to be the head coach in 2026, right? More than likely, whoever they hire is going to be here for about five years and then they're fired or they're going on to a better job. That's more than likely what happens with the next coach so bring in somebody that's trying to win right now and try and hell if you if he if he wins right now and you get two ncaa tournament appearances in three years and he's gone it kind of sucks but thanks at least at least the program had some wins of all the lists i've seen and i don't know why because he was uh, in the last two in mexico are you surprised with the unov job we haven't seen tim miles um i don't know i like tim miles. I, I i he did really well it didn't work out at nebraska um, although I think he went to one tournament in Nebraska, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, yes, he did make he, the he made the tournament yeah. one time. Made yeah. tournament. I don't know. It's it's a little surprising Mountain West schools, given how like you said he built that thing at Colorado State. He hasn't been on more lists. I you know I don't know. I mean, it'd be great with us. He's great with the media. I think that's why mostly the media like him. But when you do look back at that Colorado State team, he built it. He's why Nico and Craig Smith and those guys, you know, eventually got jobs. They were they were at, they were yeah. with him. So. I mean, I just see all these lists and everything. I never with UNLV. I never seen Tim Miles. It just kind of surprised me. But you know, Desiree keeps things close to the vest. So for all we know, Tim Miles is out there already firing his staff, hiring his staff. We're going to introduce him tomorrow. I, who knows? Hell, Tim Miles has managed. He's been out two years. Yes, right? that's a. Well, he was never going to stay in the Power Five. He was going to take the step yeah. back down. And that, it just surprises me. It surprises me the whack or the Mountain West. Someone hasn't reached out to him. Now, he probably made a lot of money in Nebraska. Maybe he's being a little choosy, but I, he was one of the last two. It was either him or Patino at New Mexico. They gave it to Patino. Um, just a little surprised. I, I think, actually, he would do a good job, but, again. Because he, he wasn't, uh, like, bad at Nebraska. No. Let's no. see. He made one NCAA tournament, okay. and they were, on, they were in the bubble a couple of years, yeah. I think. Let's see. His last two teams at Nebraska – 
They were 55th and 47th in Ken Palm. Okay. Right? Like, that's for Nebraska pretty good. Like, yeah. for example, they're 95th this year. Let me, let yeah, me Hoiberg see certainly hasn't, like, kind of come in and blown the doors off. The, the previous coach before Tim Miles was Doc Sadler. Yeah. He only had one top 50 team. Yeah. Barry Collier was before that. He only – so yeah. before Tim Miles got there, they had two top 50 teams in 12 years. Okay. And then – he, got, well, he must add more than that because he went to the tournament. He had 50. He was ranked 56, 55th, and 47th were his three best teams. Okay. So I don't know. I, I it surprised me again. I'm sure he made millions. He's a you know you're in a power five league at that school. They have a lot of money, but um, you never see his name on the UNLV list. I'm like, yeah, I would I would actually call. I would actually have a conversation with Tim Miles if I was her, and maybe she is. Who knows? You just don't know what's going on because she does keep things really close to the vest, more so than most ads. So. Maybe he's in it. Maybe he's not. Um, I still think it's going to be a person like like with TJ where you're like, oh, I've heard of that guy because I watched Mike Dom a lot. And, they, and they, <laughs> eventually they eventually the camera showed who the coach was. So like, oh, yes, I had heard of that guy, but I really didn't know. It might be like one of those where you're like, oh, okay. Well, so what was fascinating about Otzelberger getting hired is literally nobody mentioned Otzelberger. No. For UNLV. That's why I think it's going to be one of those guys. The, the first time anybody connected Otzelberger to UNLV, I think John Rothstein broke it on Twitter, and it was like TJ Otzelberger's close to taking yes. the UNLV job, and everybody was like, who? Yes. Yes. Like, nobody nobody had mentioned TJ. Like, nobody, just like random speculation, no. not even like fans, like asking, like, hey, what about this guy? He was on no one's radar, yeah. and then it was, yeah, he's close to being named the next UNLV basketball coach. So maybe this time she changes the way she hires, but I would not be surprised if whatever it is, Monday, Tuesday, whenever next week comes around, it's introduced or it's reported or whatever that UNLV's next head coach is somebody that we haven't even considered. I mean, how Cofield's got a list of 55 names. Cofield, I asked, think he went over each one. He asked UNLV fans, who do you want to hire? He's got a list of over 50 names. He did tweet that he was going over everyone. Yeah. I didn't listen to hear if he I went did over not. I, I just saw the tweet, but I did not listen. That would have been a long list. He's got a list of 50-plus names, and I bet Otzelberg, or I bet Desiree Francois hire somebody that is not on that list. Of oh, my I mean, God. What? That'd be too good. <laughs> Tell, hey, Jared, check out uh, so we can get on this and know what's happening. We can break this. When will uh, Eastern Washington lose in the NCAA tournament? Because <laughs> people will be going, who's that? Who? He's the 15 seed who just lost in the NSA tournament. Easter, well, you watch. They'll win. UNLV yes. is a two seed. It, it's going to be yeah. who is it? It is Shante Leggins Shante from Eastern Leggins. Washington. Oh, okay. Uh, just watch. Right. That's going to be the guy. Yeah. They're going to beat Kansas. Yeah, they're going to beat Kansas. Like, yeah. oh, and then, like, oh, hell, all you got to do is beat USC the second round. That guy's going to be the sweet season. <laughs> like, I was going to hire that guy. And we, somebody else hires him. <laughs> we're going to hire him. Oh, Indiana, oh. they'll got it. You know what's going to happen? Shante Leggins is going to be Kansas and SC, and he's going to become the Underwood of those years. Because when Underwood um, – uh, was in the NCAA tournament, like, early on, they reached out to Underwood and, like, hey, are you interested? Yeah, I'm interested. Then the guy wins two games. Like, yeah, I think I'll go to Oklahoma State. <laughs> like, it, it, like within a, uh, within 24 hours, that guy had nothing to do with you, though, but he was off to the Power Fives. Now he's got, you know, maybe the best team in the country at Illinois. Okay, so here here's exactly how this is going to play out here. you got so Shante Leggins. We, we've got Shante Leggins. <laughs> he's the head coach at Eastern Washington. <laughs> Desiree Reed Francois has already talked to his agent. It's, it's over. It's over. Yeah. He's the next it's head coach. It's TJ Iowa State. He's been over for a month. He's coming, but he's got to play in this NCAA tournament first. He's going to beat Kansas. Then he's going to beat USC, and he's going to be in the Sweet 16, right? And then after that, they'll finally lose. UNLV will announce him. 
Shantae Leggins played college basketball at Cal. As oh, soon as UNLV, oh, as soon as UNLV announces him, Mark Fox is going to leave Fox California. Mark Fox is going to fire. Get Some fired. personal reason, yes. Mark Fox has to leave Cal. Yes. Dream job open for Shantae, Shantae Leggins. Leggins takes He's it. gone after four yeah. days to Cal. Or, more likely, he will come to UNLV, and in a year we're going to get a press conference saying, i got to go home. Because <laughs> Mark Fox will have been fired, and then Shantae Leggins will go home, and he'll, be, and he'll tweet, hey, it's good to be home. All right, so... <laughs> We have laid out the next yes. year of UNLV basketball <laughs> for you guys. You do not need to pay attention oh, to anything. No, it's over. Shante Leggins, 12 and 16, he's going home. <laughs> that is what will happen <laughs> from here on out. All right, coming up next, we are going to jump into Bischoff's briefs as the NCAA tournament gets started, and it is the perfect time to get signed up for William Hill's app. They are giving you 50 bucks to bet. You can use it on the NCAA tournament. Just remember the promo code GET50. That is get Five zero. When you make a minimum of fifty dollars uh, in sports bets, you'll get a free fifty bucks into your account from William Hill. So you get a free fifty dollars, and you can place all your bets straight from your phone. It's Bet Fifty, Get Fifty from William Hill. Just remember the promo code Get Fifty. For more details, visit WilliamHill.us. Bischoff's briefs. I'm afraid we need to use math. Bischoff's Briefs. I knew I should have checked your showboating globetrotter algebra. Bischoff's Briefs. Man, I thought you knew that algebra was all razzmatazz. Bischoff's Briefs. Yes, I see. Something involving that many big words could easily destabilize time itself. We are at the Westgate. The NCAA tournament first round is underway. Florida and Virginia Tech. Oh, just over two minutes in. It's tied at two. What a game. Mike Simon. What a start. Um, you can hear that on our sister station. Jared, what's, which one is it? I already forgot again. Doug just said it. I wasn't listening to the news update. What, was, what station is it? 12.30 the game. 12.30 the game, our sister station, if you want to check out the NCAA tournament. Uh, Cassie Soto is going to join us in about 10 minutes. She'll be here Why isn't she here yet, by the way? I don't know. She probably should get here pretty soon. Going to have to push her. So, Bischoff's briefs today, though. Finally getting to Yannick Ngakwe because, all right, here, Ed, am I allowed to love and hate a signing at the same time? If not, you'll allow yourself to do I that. I will. I will. No, that is really. a good answer. I will do whatever I want. So, <laughs> That's the point. The first part here is the love part because $13 million a year for Yannick Ngakwe, two years, that's a low price, right? The Raiders, day one of free agency, they make a big signing with Yannick Ngakwe, but it doesn't really look like they overspent. Obviously, if, you know, if we're talking in two years from now, he had two sacks in two years. Yeah, he, they overspent. But it doesn't look like they did, right? He's got 45 sacks over the last five seasons. He's got great numbers as far as pressures go, too. So it looks like it's real. It doesn't look like there's much of a fluke there. He's got a good track record, and it's it's pretty long. It's five seasons. So I love it because I think the Raiders got a pass rusher that is better than Max Crosby, right? I, I believe Yannick Ngakwe is the best edge rusher on this team. For two years now, I've been saying that they need an edge rusher that's better than Max Crosby if they're going to have a good pass rush. You want Crosby to be your number two, and I think they did that. I think they got Yannick Ngakwe, so I think they've improved their defensive line. They should be better at getting the quarterback. But the reason I hate it and the reason that I dislike it is I'm a little afraid that this might be Corey Littleton 2.0 because 
Pro Football Focus wrote that Yannick Ngakwe would be best if he was on a team with another good edge rusher or another good interior uh, pass rusher, basically saying, hey, if Yannick Ngakwe is your number two, you've got a really good pass rush. The Raiders have neither, right? And in Yannick Ngakwe's career, when he's been with Jacksonville, when he's been with Baltimore, and even with Minnesota, he's never been you know, the best defensive player on the team. Right, similar to Corey Littleton, who was not the best defensive player for the Rams, comes over to Vegas where they expect him to be the best defensive player, and he has a terrible season where he's one of the lowest-graded linebackers for at least the first 12 weeks of the season. So the reason I, I don't like the signing is I think the expectations on Ngakwe are probably going to be too high, and we might end up with a Corey Littleton situation where we're expecting Yannick Ngakwe to be awesome and ultimately, he's just slightly better than Max Crosby instead of significantly better than that Max Crosby. That was Corey Littleton last year. Right. I mean, all throughout preseason. And people forgot. N- no n- no fault of his. I mean, he played with Aaron Donald and others. The really one you, you bring up, the one you bring up a lot, and I agree with, and I think you went over this one day, the Jacksonville defense that guy on was just... Incredible. You couldn't. I mean, yeah. every position was like an all-pro. It's like you know, and so and he was with Gus Bradley and everything. Well, this just in that won't be the defense this year. So, <laughs> I mean, he is better than Max Crosby. The other thing um, people are saying, and you, you know, you probably had on your evaluation with him. I don't know how much this means, but the kind of book on him, he's a specialist, not a great, great against the run. Yeah. I don't know. You know, again, he has a lot of strip sacks. He does, he creates a lot of havoc. And I think last year wasn't he one of the guys that we said. Hey, go get him. Right. They could have like, traded for him, him at yeah. some point. Or, or, well, it was Everyone during else the draft. did. It was during the draft. <laughs> they could have traded for Yannick Ngakwe. Um, but, yeah, it's – and here, the, not being good against the run, I'm not too concerned about that because the Raiders have built a defensive line on guys who are only good against the run, like – Cleveland Furl, Cleveland the fourth overall pick. Cleveland Furl is only good against the run, so – it's it's it should be fine if they have a guy who's not good against the run but can actually get to the quarterback. So, I, I the Raiders' defense got better by signing Yannick Ngakwe. There is no doubt about that. I'm just concerned that we're going to have too high of expectations, and it might end up like Corey Littleton, where this is a guy who's good, but in reality, you need a player or two better than him for right. him to really shine. And I and I, and I think that's where the problem might come because you're not. You're not putting Yannick Ngakwe in that, hey, he's a top 10 defensive end in football, right? That's not He doesn't live in that realm. It doesn't mean you don't want to sign him, but it's just I'm curious how good can he be if he's not next to somebody that's like that. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how Yannick Ngakwe does, and, and maybe it turns out to be a solid pass rushing duo with he and Max Crosby. Well, they've really got to get, this is, I mean, not breaking any news here, but they've got to get a lot more production, in my opinion, from the interior. Yes, they do. I mean, that's they just, do. so I don't, you know, he's he's their best reg, S rusher for sure, but if they don't get better inside, you know, it's going to take a lot away of what he does. Right, and that that's part of the concern is they didn't really seem to upgrade the talent there. They signed they a bunch a of bodies. and a guy who has a, coming off an ACL. Yes, uh, and so... Uh, you know, is Jonathan Hankins going to be significantly better this year? Maybe moving Cleland Furl inside helps, but even they've moved Furl inside before, and it's not like he's been a pass right, rushing, right. Uh, you know, defensive tackle or something that's dominating. So it's, I, I think they'll be better. I don't think we'll be looking at the end of the year and the Raiders are bottom three in sacks, but they're not going to be top half still. No. They're still no. going to be, it's still going to be, oh, they, you know, they're 23rd in sacks or something like that. 
and maybe that's enough if the offense is as good as it was last year. Maybe that's plenty to get this team into the playoffs, but we've talked about it. The offense is worse right now than it was when the season well, ended. What was the number we had a little fun with last year that Paul Gunther said, hey, as long as we're top 10 defense? Or so, what was the number? Yeah, it was, it was like, top 10. He yeah. said as long you as we're to top the playoffs. 10 defense. You get to the playoffs. They get to the playoffs. Well, yeah. But <laughs> you and I were like, <laughs> like yeah, you and I were like, okay, what if they're top 25? 18 or 23. Yeah, 23. Right. I forgot 20, the number. 23 was yeah, the number. That was the and number. <laughs> They didn't get there. No. They didn't get close they to 23. They didn't get close to 10 or 23. But I think I think that's going to be the same situation, big picture, with the defense. Yeah. Are they are they the 23rd best defense in football? If they're the 23rd best defense in football, they'll have a legitimate shot to make the playoffs. They might. They might. There's a wild card. They might yeah. still miss yeah. it because that's still a bad defense. But they'll have a chance if you're the 23rd best defense in football. But if if you're they're 29th, then no. right. If their improvement is to go from 30th this past season to 28th. They're not getting it. Yeah, that's, I mean, sure, your defense might make one or two more plays in the season, but that's still a bad defense. You're still looking at the same problems. And right now, that's where I'd say they are. They'll get a few more sacks, but they haven't haven't changed anybody in the secondary. All they've done is lost guys in the secondary. So, I mean, we both assume they're going to sign guys in the secondary, right? I mean, they have to. I mean, we keep assuming that days go by and you expect expect them to, you know, go safety or corner. Yeah, they're going to. They're going. They have to. They can't. They can't not do that. Until they sign another tight end or something. What if they're just waiting for the draft? I mean, listen, you can – the Raiders have a first-round pick and a second-round pick, and – I would, I would say, I would say it's probably okay if they plan on getting one starter out of the draft. Like you're hoping for more than that, but if you're planning to make the playoffs next year, you should probably only be counting on one of those guys. What being if the a starter's starter. the right tackle? And that, <laughs> and that's offense. the other problem is it might be the right tackle <laughs> taken at right 17. Tackle. Right. That, again, to go back to the Kenyon Drake thing. They still need a right tackle. Yeah, they, they, they still don't need have a right, right tackle. tackle. No, they don't he's have... a joker. Oh, he could be there. That's right. Kenyon Drake at right tackle. They still need a right tackle. B-Y-O-B, they still need a free safety. They, st- they need I a, think they need a corner. They need a slot corner, and they they have actual bodies, but they oh. probably needed a better cornerback than Damon Arnett yeah. to have any chance. Like, That's at least four starting positions that you're looking at saying, okay, who's, who's playing in those spots? And they sign Kenyon Drake instead. And... I mean, free agency's not over, but I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with the Kenyon Drake thing. They've got a long way to go before they actually well, can say they have a competent defense or anything yeah. similar. And it's like you, close to that. like you were saying before free agency started. We we we, you know, here are the top three or four wide receivers. All of a sudden, they all started getting tagged. And like, all right, not getting them. So then, what's the next level? How much you pay? I'm guessing. I know Sherman's out there, but by now, I'm guessing free agency is to that next level. I mean, you're not going and getting a star, right? I mean. The Chicago. Bears released Kyle, yes, Fuller. Kyle Fuller. He'd be the one guy, but I would think there'll be teams lining up there. Right, right? and I'll have to I'll have to look and see, money wise, what what do they have? They don't have they only have a few million technically in cap yes. space right yes. now. Now they can they can move on from Mariota. Mariota. No, they can okay. move on All from right. Mariota and okay. get up over ten million or so. So, but is that enough to sign? I don't know. I don't know if there's enough to sign Kyle Fuller does, even if they release Mariota. Uh, that's I, that's a good point. They have to sign, they got to spend at least four or five million on, on their, their draft, draft picks, picks too. So, yeah, I I don't know if if they would even have enough money at this point to go after Kyle Fuller. I mean, 
they could figure out a way to make it work if they really wanted Kyle Fuller. You can release some other guys and restructure some other yeah, contracts. Or at least Derek Carr. <laughs> what? <laughs> got a lot of money here. We, got you, a pl- we have a plan. Kenny Drake's tell you the what joker. Is. He's yes, going to play yes. quarterback for well, us this year. that's the kind of joker you prefer. Well, Lynn Bowden played quarterback at one time. That's what joker is. <laughs> Joker is supposed to be like a wild card, and a running back that just catches passes doesn't qualify as a wild card. Should it be That's te- just normal. Should it be telling us something that as much as the Mariota talk is, we yet haven't mentioned our guy Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman. Peterman. <laughs> like- oh, he, they could go really cheap at quarterback. Uh, Nathan Peterman on the hours texting Marcus. Decision yet? You okay? Can I do something for you? You all right? Like, just as much want to get that guy out of there as quickly as possible. All right. Coming speaking, up next. Uh, speaking of Nathan Peterman, Unfortunately, it appears Cassie Soto misunderstood. Yeah, where is she? Where is Cassie? He's at home. She's at home. Come on. The Nathan Peterman of our show joins us next. (laughs) She is a used Honda Civic, hates 50% of her dogs, and will never get engaged. Time to mock Raiders.com's Cassie Soto on the press box. Cassie, where are you? I'm at home, first of all, and second of all, I'm not Nathan Peterman, and nobody told me. Okay, so if you were with us right now, Angel's to my right, Tyler's to my left, next to me, before you get to Angel, is a seat, your name on it, uh, breakfast burrito, and a drink, and you're not here. I love breakfast burritos. Yep. (laughs) I love breakfast burritos. I'm so sad. No one told me. Jared was telling me, you're in Vegas. You should have known. It's like, no, what do you mean? I'm saying that we said it on the show all week. Thanks for listening when you're not on. I'm going to be honest with you. I've been a little busy this week. Haven't been tuning in as much as I should. I was going to say, when you're not on, you don't ever listen to the show? Thanks. (laughs) Well, I was going to try to listen to it. What was it, yesterday? But uh, the podcast wasn't up. So, uh, oh, oh shot at Jared. Yikes. Oh, shots fired. That? I'm oh. not the engineer. The like, I don't run fired the at Jared. Jared. Nope, shots fired yeah. at Jared. It is over for Jared. So, <laughs> Cassie, you don't like being called the Nathan Peterman of this show? Doom roasted. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be Marcus Mariota. We don't know if I'm going to, what's happening with me or not. I mean, if are I'm going to show big? up or not. You know, you should have more positive about the thoughts coming from Raiders.com. About the you team. Know. You should be far more positive about the team yeah, coming like, from Raiders.com. What's the, you, you should be talking glowingly about yeah. Nathan Peterman. What's wrong with you? Nah. <laughs> what's the, what's someone, the. Someone also said that after I tweeted out the is John Gruden gone yet.com link. Yes. And they were like, oh. front office is not going to be happy with you. And I just did a shrugging shoulder. I did notice you were no longer on the texts from the PR people. So <laughs> there's, there's a little message for you. That'll do it. <laughs> So that that is a great website, isjohngrudengoneyet.com. If you go there, it just says no and then has a countdown <laughs> to, six, what? Uh, to when his contract oh, expires. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to go on it right now, and then by the time this segment's over, let's see how much he's made. Since right. I've arrived well, yeah, site. so okay. he still has six years, 42 weeks, six days, three hours, 24 minutes, and 50 seconds. That is counting down. When you log on, it tells you how much money John Gruden has made since you've pulled up the website. So, for example, since I've been talking here, John Gruden has made $11 uh, from the Raiders on his contract. He is still owed $68 million more million on this deal. It's a great website. I'm glad you found that, Cassie. It's one of the uh, actual things you've uh, contributed to this show. 
Hey, thought I could do it. <laughs> hey, Cassie. Just don't tell the bosses at Raider.com. Cassie, Tyler has uh, turned me on to two websites this week that I didn't know existed. One is John Gruden Gone. But the other one is, I was going to ask you, Tyler says there's a website out there that tells you which McDonald's ice cream is working and which isn't. Did you know this? No, but that's incredible. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, mickbroken.com. Mickbroken.com. Wow. Mickbroken.com. Let's see. There's one right by my house. Yeah, you pull 8. it up. 8.48% currently broken. 22% yep. in Philadelphia. Look oh, my at God, this. this is a thing. Yep, it is. And oh, you, Philly doesn't have ice cream. And you, Jeez, 22% <laughs> in Philly. What are they doing back there? You get green dots when they're the, the McDonald's that are good to go. You get red dots when they're broken. Oh. You can scroll across the United States and see so all Mc, the McDonald's. McDonald's and Village Center's working, Ed. We're good. Well, We're don't good. go to the West Centennial. they got a big red X by them. That must be that must be no shamrock shakes. Oh, I got a, a, Tyler gave us. I got a favorite. This baby McBroken. You're gonna I check out the McBroken. To update this. Who updates this? Yeah, that's the thing. Who is updating this thing? I don't know. It was, it was started by some college kid, a 24 year old who's tracking every broken McDonald's ice How cream machine. How does he find that out? Because it's not like you call them and they want to admit it. Hey, it's Jim. You guys working? No, we stink. It's like who who would know if this is working? Or well. Not? Well, I had a friend who used to work at McDonald's, and they would just say that the ice cream machine was broken so they didn't have to make ice cream. See? I told Tyler the other night, Tristan wanted a shamrock. We pull in after 8 o'clock. We don't have any ice cream. And I told Tyler, I thought for sure, because those things are so hard to clean, no matter if they have it or not, at 8 o'clock, they're like, are we going to tell everybody because we got to yeah. clean this machine, and it's too hard to clean, so we're just cutting it off. Uh, this is one of Ed's strangest takes I don't want them to clean the ice cream machine. <laughs> well, so at least until I, I get out of this. To no. the ice cream machine. I gotta get my shampoo, then they can clean all they want. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, no. I know that they lied about it because in my old Cold Stone days, there's some more Cold Stone secret Ed coming out. Um, we had the option to get smoothies, at, smoothies and milkshakes. Milkshakes were easy, but we had the option to get smoothies. And who comes to an ice cream shop to get a smoothie? And I would lie and say we were out of the smoothie mix because it was such a pain in the butt to put all, like, the frozen fruit and all the ingredients together to make a smoothie. So I never made a smoothie. Well, you weren't out of it. You had stolen it like you stole all the other ice cream, and it was already out in your car. What are <laughs> yeah, you out of your mind? Yeah, I all the smoothie ingredients. <laughs> so you mean to tell me you never made a smoothie while working at Cold Stone? You always just told people the smoothie was out? I... On the low, made smoothies for myself. Oh, my, yeah. She was a complete thief at that point. Unbelievable. Yeah, Absolutely. But they were for myself and my coworkers because I got a really good concoction down of, like, a raspberry banana one with some pineapple. Oh, my God. It was so good. I, when I, people I, would ask me, I would say no. I'm beginning to think the reason that she's never going to get engaged is because of, like, character issues. Like, we need to, <laughs> we need to trade her to the dolphins. A lot of red flags. A lot of red flags on Cassie Soto's uh. scouting reports. You mean to tell me that at one point in the past, I could have gone to a Cold Stone, asked to get this smoothie. You would tell me, no, we don't have it. And then when I would leave and drive around out back, you'd be in the back slurping one down. thousand percent. No, no. Percent. More than likely, she would be drinking one in front of you while telling you <laughs> that it's, it's broke. down. It doesn't work. And put it in a different cup, say I got it from somewhere else. And then you know what the kicker was, though? There was a tropical smoothie across the street. 
Go get a smoothie from someone who makes smoothies. That's kind of calm for you, though. You, the, the amount of uh, thievery you told me you did at that place, ripping off all that ice cream and putting it in the back of the trunk, this is almost like calm for you, like like stealing smoothies. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that anymore on the air. It can be recorded. Well, if you would have come and picked up your br- breakfast burrito, we might have been nice to you, but we, we ordered all this food down here so for you, and you mad. never showed up. You're going to be there forever, or is it just today? Uh, we're Forever. coming back Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're coming back Monday. <laughs> but your spot isn't on Monday, so please don't show up. Yeah, if you show up, there will not be a breakfast burrito for you on Monday, Cassie. <laughs> we're just gonna come every this day one, now. This one, Adam Hill is actually here. We think yes. we're gonna give it to him. We're gonna instead. give it to Adam. Yeah. Wait, send a picture of it first. I want to see it. I nope, don't believe you. It's already gone. Entirely. Already gone. Come on. It's Can already gonna be. Can you take a picture eaten. of my name tag? You want your picture of your name tag? What, you care about your name that much? You're so excited about the imaging that says your name, even though we make fun of you, and now you want a picture of your own name sent to you? I just don't believe that you guys would be nice enough to arrange to get a name tag for me, so I need evidence. I mean, no, we no, did. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was no, the Westgate. Yeah. The Westgate. They asked for a list of people. We said Angel, Ed, Tyler, and Cassie, and they gave it to you. And Todd Dewey's sitting right in front of us, down where his yeah. name tag is, and Adam's behind God. me. Everyone's Todd got a name Dewey. tag. Yeah, everyone's got a name the tag. greatest. Isn't he just the best? Yeah. Like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> the entire review journal is here he except for up. Cassie. Yeah, yeah, the entire RJ is here except for Cassie. Yeah. Like, I have an excuse, Cassie. I have to, like, be here to make sure that Ed winds up on uh, the point this morning. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Sorry, y'all. All All right. uh, UNLV grad Cassie Soto. Who do you want to be the next head coach at UNLV? You know what? I was thinking about this. They should just pick me because I can clearly stick around and not win win rings, and I'm committed (laughs) to the program. (laughs) We we probably need to be specific about this. Who do you want to be the next basketball, not football coach? The next basketball coach. I don't know. It's going to be somebody somebody who doesn't have any dreams, I guess, right, according to Tyler. No dreams allowed. No, you're not uh, allowed to dream if you're getting this job. Who's done dreaming? Uh, Just bad I mean, dreams. No dreams allowed. COVID, COVID sort of helped with that. Yeah. I, haven't had, I haven't had a dream in a while, so I might be qualified. Oh, there you go. Until Little Miss opens up. No, mid-range that's not a dream job. Day, I don't want to go back. What'd you say, Cassie? I said mid mid range jumpers all day. Oh my God, you're oh, getting benched. You're getting God. your scholarship cut the second you take one. I don't know anything about Tyler as a coach of UNLV, but I'll tell you what, that streak would keep going because they take fifty you're a game. Right at some point, someone's like, someone's making one on fifty a game. Yeah, I'm gonna run on the court and make one if we need to. <laughs> one thousand seven hundred. He's the only coach in the Mountain West who wears breakaway yes, pants yes, in a full exactly. uniform. He breaks away the pants. He's checking himself in. I'm in. Oh, breakaway pants. God. Get out of there, Bryce. Do we have mid-range jumpers? Jared, I, that's like the strangest, satisfying memory that has been brought back to my mind from my past. Like, I don't know why I'm so happy about remembering ripping off breakaway pants in ninth grade basketball. It's because, The only reason I bring it up is because I have no, I have memories of owning them, but never being put in the game. <laughs> you never got to break away your yeah, pants? No. That sounds weird. No, nope. just put them on and then sit on the bench. Oh. See, I was all, I was disappointed uh. because our ninth grade team had them, but once you got up to the varsity team, there were no more breakaway pants. You had to take off the regular pants, and that's just no fun. That takes too long. Right. It's you got to get over them over the, the, shoes the shoes and the high tops. That's not good. Right. We just lost the breakaway pants once you got on the good team. It was ridiculous. Cassie, you still with us? We don't really know because you're not here. I know, what don't know anything. I know. No, no, you're not here, so we don't know if you're with us. You should be here. I'm here. 
I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you know I'm what we're talking sure. about, Cassie? Do you know breakaway pants? Yeah, I know breakaway pants. Do they still have some? I got them when I was at um at Becker. We had some purple ones from PE. Becker? Yeah. You went to school right across from my house? You went to Becker? We've had this conversation. Ed, Ed, really? I oh, forgot also, that one. Also, <laughs> Ed, don't don't tell people where you Oh, live. that's right. Definitely. <laughs> Well, I wasn't that specific about it. <laughs> that's that's actually true. Uh, Cassie, I'm gonna I'm gonna do like horrible radio right now and tease uh, a segment that I cannot say on air. But I will be telling the boys after the show what you did not know something meant yesterday. Yeah, don't say that on air. No, no, I want to come back Monday. <laughs> that is, uh, you are right. That is horrible, horrible radio. Because I'm telling. Not a single person listening cares besides me and Jared because not a single person is going to find out besides me and Jared. Let's hope Heidi Fang's listening. That would be two people. But I think, and isn't that Heidi right in front of us? Heidi's oh, Heidi's, here. oh my God, Heidi's doing video. You're the only one not here. I told you. Every time Tyler looks up, another Review Journal person comes in. I'm oh. sorry. Oh. Well, I mean, Cassie, in her defense, is on standby for Raiders <laughs> press conferences. That is true. They're starting and, at 10. And, 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 and remember, the Westgate... told me that's happening at 10 a.m., so well, and rem- I have to do that. Remember, the Westgate does not have uh, Wi-Fi. Wait, yeah, they do. And she couldn't bring her laptop. Oh, wait, yeah, no, Tyler probably has his in front of him. So, um, yeah, she definitely yeah. needs to be home for that. They're starting at 10 o'clock, right? Yes. Maybe we'll get the Joker first. The Joker. We'll get the Joker. Maybe. It'd be good. The Joker Kenyon is going to do a well, press conference. Are you guys going to be there next Friday? I'm, I want to come in now. No. no, we're not. We're just here nope. on Monday. You can't come. Nope. You missed Aww. your chance, Cassie. You missed it. And now we got to say bye. See you, Cassie. Thanks, Nathan oh, wait, Peterman. Really fast. Really fast. John okay. Gruden's made $76 since I've been on. Ah, oh, $76. Man, a lot more than us. Yeah, oh. Jesus. <laughs> Thanks, Cassie. See you, Cassie. Thanks, guys. All right. Oh, There's our Nathan Peterman. Poor Cassie. All right. Can I add a picture of my name tag? What? (laughs) What? Okay, the best part of that. There's no name tag. Oh, there's no name tag. There's There's no burrito. There's no seat for her. Nothing. No, we didn't even even realize she was on on Friday. Never mind coming down here. We forgot to text her. (laughs) We're just lucky she picked up the phone. I know. All right, coming up next, Ed and I will be thoroughly distracted by Virginia (laughs) Tech and Florida for the last 10 minutes of the show. We're back to the press box morning show with Ed Brady and Tyler Bishop. Oh, it's the NCAA tournament. I think Colgate and Arkansas just started. I think this is the first round game I'm probably looking forward to the most because both of these teams play extremely fast, and I'm also signed up to watch Eric Musselman win or lose because he's insane. Should we get our final four picks? Adam Hill's here with us for your journal. He's going to throw in his final four picks. Should we do that? Does Adam Hill have a mic? Yes. Why did, why He's the, on. Why He's the on. hell did we give Adam Hill a mic? Angel gave it to me. I don't know. Angel. I, when I got here, I said no. I was like, no, I'm fine. I don't need one. And then all of a sudden, he handed it over to me. So Brutal. you're sitting with your name tag and a burrito. Brutal. Like, with, we missed Cassie. I don't even want to hear Adam Hill's final four. I figured since there's like 74 RJ employees here right now, I might as well ch- be the one to chime in. Unbelievable. We already got Ed and Cassie. We don't Todd need Dewey. Todd Heidi L.E. is our photographer. He's here. Jesus. It's, it's insanity. It's beautiful. Um, final this is, four? This is the most you guys have seen each other since the pandemic yeah, that's true. started. Well, got that vaccine now, bro. It's, it's on. Life is good again. Life I've only had the one shot. Again. How about you? I've only gotten one yeah, so far, too. It's so good. We'll do that, Hope we don't have the variants. Uh, by the <laughs> way, every every single person in the world bet Colgate in this game. 
Uh, what, was, what was the line? It's maybe it's it was uh, eight and a half. Got up to nine and a half. Actually, reverse line movement. That's what that is called there. When everybody bets one side, the line moves the other way because all the very sharp betters are on the other side. Oh, and uh, Arkansas, Arkansas, I love the actually my favorite stat in the tournament that Colgate has only played five teams all season. They only played five teams on their schedule. Oh, five different teams. Yes. I was going to say they went, what, 14 and 1. Yeah, but only <laughs> only against five. They've only played five <laughs> different teams. That's it. So not a whole lot of, uh, you know, not a whole lot of ability to judge what they are as a sport. So, so Colgate has figured out how to game the net ranking. You only play five teams. you gotta, you got to beat them all. But if you want to have a good net ranking, you should just play five teams. I think they played Loyola, Maryland like five times. <laughs> Wrong they Loyola. Army four times. It was great. <laughs> it's quite a schedule. Hey, they're going to beat Eric Musselman today, and Eric Musselman's going to be sad. Does Musselman take his shirt off when he's sad or just when he's no, angry? No, just, just, just when he's happy. Just when he's happy? Yeah, just when he's happy. Shirt comes off. I feel like, will he take it off if they beat Colgate? No. That's embarrassing if he does. You got to yeah, be a Yeah, Sweet seat. 16, maybe. Sweet 16. Yeah. The shirt comes off. I think uh, a lot of people a lot of people were picking Arkansas in the final four, which I didn't get. In the final four? Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah. They're not any good. Uh we'll we'll see. They might lose today, and then brackets are busted. In That's the, the final fun. four. That's the fun of this. All right, in like five minutes you've told us that everybody bet on Colgate and that everybody else put Arkansas in the final four. Well, I met one person. I, I, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> somebody, so somebody, everyone is That's one. not everybody. Somebody sent me their final four and asked me to comment and I was just like, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this. Oh, so you don't have Arkansas in the Final Four is I all don't. you're trying to do. I do have us. Alabama in the Final Four. God. Oh, I, I see. I, I knew too. this was going to be a problem. I knew it was going to be. Adam's going to come on here and give the same exact Final Four that I have. Oh, boy. Okay, Tyler first. <sighs> Gonzaga, Alabama, Illinois, Baylor. Okay. Illinois over okay. Gonzaga. Okay. All right, this is Adam? trouble. <laughs> no comments. <laughs> all right, I'll go then. Great minds think alike. Eh? Gonzaga, <laughs> Baylor. <laughs> Illinois, Florida State, uh, Baylor over Gonzaga. Well, you're biased. Well, of course. Yeah, this, this doesn't count. <laughs> this is, this Why not? Irrelevant. It's not like we have money on this thing. We're just oh saying what God. we think our final four is. By the way, more RJ employees. Now. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, this is insanity. Cassie's the only one who never showed up. Yeah, where was she? So what's your four? Is There's your a name tag here for her and everything. Exact same as Tyler? Yeah, same one. And you got Gonzaga over Baylor? Uh, no. I, had, I had Illinois over Gonzaga. Oh, Illinois over Gonzaga. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you're biased too because of Underwood. Yeah, but I'm Michigan. I'm a Michigan fan. <laughs> I don't have Michigan in the Final Four. That's my squad. We were talking early, which I know you loved, when UNLV was in line for Underwood, and Tyler and I were saying, how did he get to the tournament? And he won two games. Like, that guy's not going to UNLV. <laughs> well, he, he already was. I, I've told the story <laughs> on the air before, but, you know, we, uh, as a show, not that it was like that crazy, but we were pushing so hard for Underwood every single day that we were having writers from Nacogdoches on. <laughs> so that's where Stephen F. Austin is. Like every day, we had a different writer, and they're like, "Why? Are, why? Because like we want Underwood." And then one of the intermediaries reached out. They're like, "Hey, he appreciates it. He's not. He's already getting a better job. Like you can stop now." So we kind of you know held back. Can a you imagine bit. the mostly? Two beat writers from that area going, they I called was, you too? I was yeah. about to say. How did you how find many, them? How yeah. many writers are there in Nacogdoches, I one, Texas? I think one was just like a copy editor. <laughs> we're like, what can you tell us about Brad Underwood? Like, we just need any intel we can get. We're pushing for him every day. 
It turned out that was probably would have been a good hire. You know I don't cover sports. That's okay. We need someone but, to talk about Brad Underwood. Have you ever seen him at the grocery store? <laughs> that would work. What is he? What kind of cereal? Didn't does you he go like? down to the Orleans and weirdly stalk this man and talk to him about his offense? Yeah. So so this happened. <laughs> there was, I used to watch every single game that they played at Stephen F. Oh, Austin. God. And I was assigned to cover his game when they played at the Orleans. And we sat down and started doing an interview, and I started asking some questions about, like, very specific details about how they ran their offense in a really obscure preseason game. I think it was against Lamar. <laughs> and he was he just stopped me. He goes, hold on. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> I was like, I, I just live here in Vegas. I actually cover MMA. He's like, okay, this is, this is weird. Uh, the population in Nacogdoches, Texas, is 33,200 people. And you interviewed half of them? I think three. <laughs> three of them. <laughs> uh. to, who's, so who's next now? Who's your new Brad Underwood that you got to campaign for? Yeah, who's, who's well, I'm, still, I'm, who's still, I'm still Team Mike Rhodes, but I don't think that's going to happen. So Todd Simon. Why not Thad Mata? 